Hi, my name is Peter Goldstein, and I'm founder of We Did It That Health. I so appreciate you taking time to listen to the following podcast, and I really hope that you will gain some insights, some tools, and some strategies in your mission to inspire hopeful curiosity in people you care about, people you run into through your day, because we all know how much a plant-based lifestyle can benefit everybody that we, we meet. So enjoy the podcast and please visit us at we did it.health. Hi, um, I'm Peter Goldstein and I am so excited that you're here with us today for a very interesting presentation with Nina Chantel. And first I'd like to tell you about us a little bit. Our vision at we did it is to help create a healthy, happy vegan world. Our unique role is to empower vegans and plant-based consumers to become more effective ambassadors. Imagine as an ambassador being able to confidently open more doors and plant more seeds wherever your day takes you. Our work consists of three pillars. One is interpersonal communications, so we can listen and open doors more effectively. The second is resource curation so we can always have the most appropriate resources available to inspire somebody to hopeful curiosity. The third pillar in our work is community, so we can all support each other. I hope you'll enjoy the conversation today. Uh, please uh, reach out to us if you have any questions with our Facebook group. And also you can catch this video and share with your friends from YouTube. If you're a plant-based, consumer, please chime in and be counted by answering a simple one question survey at we did it.health so we can show the world the power of a plant-based lifestyle on our health, on animal justice, and the planet. So with that, here's Nina Chantel, and she is a fitness and nutritional coach. And today she's going to talk about culture, religion, and food choices, among so many other things. So welcome, Nina. Hello. Thank you. Yes, I have a certification of fitness nutrition. I'm a certified plant-based grassroots ambassador. I have a certification um, in strength and conditioning, and I am, there's so many, what else, a uh, certified personal trainer. So today's topic is food culture, and uh, I kind of said it backwards, but anyways, yeah, it's all interrelated food culture and religion, and specifically what certain religions and cultures do not allow for various reasons. And so I have a, a I'll go right to my slides. Okay, um, so, so in no particular order, in Judaism, there are certain foods they do not eat. Some we may not even consider foods such as reptiles, shellfish, cats, dogs, elephants, pork, casein, which is from dairy, oils, fats, gelatin, insects, bats, bears, eagles, vultures, and osprey, which are birds. Milk and meat cannot be eaten within several hours of each other. Vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower, while not taboo, 
may be avoided by observant Jews and other religions due to the possibility of insects or worms hiding within the numerous crevices. So in this picture, I show this is a braided red called challah, and it's what a lot of people eat, and it's really delicious. The only problem is <laughs> I can't eat it anymore because my body no longer tolerates gluten, and it's it contains eggs and sugar, but it is a delicious bread that a lot of people eat. And what I also wanted to share is, you know, there are people who are Jewish who, who do eat those foods. And so you are gonna find people in different cultures who do and do not prescribe to these rules. So regarding the combination of milk and meat being a, a big no-no in, the the prohibit the prohibit it's prohibited because it's derived from the verse do not cook a kid in its mother's milk which appears in the torah three times twice in exodus and once in deuteronomy mormons avoid alcohol coffee caffeine tea drugs tobacco verses 12 and 13 say meat should be eaten sparingly and it it is pleasing unto me that they should not be used only in times of winter or of cold or famine unquote verses 14 and 15 say quote all grain is ordained for the use of man and of beasts to be the staff of life, not only for man, but for the beasts of the field and the fowls of heaven and all wild animals that run or creep on the earth. And these hath God made for the use of man only in times of famine and excessive hunger, end quote. Oh, I kind of skipped some a slide, but anyway, so I wanted to talk about uh, forgot to create a slide for Christians, but a lot of Christians follow a 40-day fasting known as Lent. And during that fast, they don't actually not eat, but they just eat less and they limit animal products and they give up meat, beef, pork, ham, deer, buffalo, and chicken on Fridays during Lent. It is a sin to eat meat on Fridays during Lent and memory of Good Friday. The Orthodox abstain from eating meat, eggs, and dairy during Great Lent. For the Seventh-day Adventists, they eat mostly a plant-based diet. They avoid tobacco, hot spices because they consider them irritating to the gut. They also avoid drugs and meat. The Indians avoid beef because they consider cows sacred. They ban alcohol because it's listed in the scripture. Rastafarians eat an organic plant-based diet called ITAL, sorry if I'm mispronouncing it, it's spelled I-T-A-L, that avoids all animal products except for fish. Rastafarians, don't eat table salt, chemicals, coffee, 
preservatives, alcohol, soda, carbonated drinks, canned foods, and cooking with or on aluminum, which is good because actually nobody should do that because aluminum is uh, shown to be really harmful. It's a metal and it's one of the causes of Alzheimer's. Quote, practitioners of this religion believe that food should have good vibrations and should promote life, end quote. In the United States, it's offensive to eat cats, dogs, and horses. In Singapore, it's illegal to eat chewing gum because they don't want gum on the ground and littering. They also don't allow poppy seeds, which have trace amounts of opiates, a drug used to make morphine, codeine, and heroin. In most European countries, eating dogs is prohibited. Dog meat has been prohibited in Germany since 1986. Buddhist monks and lay people are forbidden from eating elephant meat. Among the Somali people, most clans have a taboo against the consumption of fish, which is stinky and won't make one stronger. New York City prohibits the consumption of guinea pigs. Kangaroo meat is banned in California. There's a website that I went to, which I found. It's called christianveg.org. On their homepage, they advocate a plant-based diet. They say it reflects Christ's love, compassion, and concern for all the weak and vulnerable individuals. Their mission statement is to share how a vegetarian diet can be a powerful and faith-strengthening witness to Christ's God, sorry, to Christ's love, compassion, and peace. To show the world that plant-based diets represent good, responsible Christian stewardship for all God's creation. They continue, we encourage vegetarianism because the diet is ecologically sound, helps alleviate world hunger, and benefits human health. Encouraging plant-based diets is an effective evangelistic witness to the gospel. They use the word vegetarian, but by looking through many sections of their website, it appears that they are advocating a vegan diet. Now, I do note that their number one on their, their mission statement is to support and encourage Christian vegetarians around the world. Now, I believe of eating healthy should be inclusive, not exclusive. So I was just hoping that they had changed that to support and encourage vegans around the world, not just one religion, but all religions. So I don't know if you noticed this, but there are common themes amongst these various cultures and religions. Did you catch what it was? So these different ideologies, 
they they don't want people to consume things that harm themselves the planet and sometimes animals so you notice that they it's animal products they don't want people to consume animal products and of course it's different ones depending on the culture and in and the jewish culture they the whole thing with the milk and the meat they, they said that the milk would be the life and you don't want to have life combined with death and the death is, is meat, which I thought was very interesting. Another thing that a lot of these religions do not want people to do is consume alcohol. And of course, alcohol is really harmful. And then of course, there's the, the dairy and the eggs. So that's what I, what I found to, uh, to be really interesting about the common themes. Well, that's that's fascinating. It's fascinating about the common theme through some of these religions and and how I think it's fascinating that all religions address food consumption in the first place. I, I mean that that's when you think about it, it's uh, it's not a I guess not a direct worship concept. So, but yet it must somehow they all believe that. It, it does come to somehow worshiping and celebrating life and taking care of oneself. Is it is it all religions or is it just some of them? Okay, so so what are some of the religions that don't address food at all, or any any? You know, I'm trying. I I thought think it was. Goodness, I'm trying to remember. There was some people that I met and they said that they didn't, can't remember their religion. I'm sorry, I think the name escapes me that they, that they say they, they do not have any restrictions on what they eat. And they said, I said, how about alcohol? And they said, that's fine. They, you know, they don't encourage you to drink in excess, but yeah. So I, I think some of my understanding is that some of them do some of them don't have restrictions and suggestions. Well, yeah, so um, certainly coming, coming down to being, being responsible, being sensitive to sentient beings. I, I mean, that's uh, certainly, and I, I, I have seen people talk about the energies of eating dead flesh and, and the suffering, the uh, the panic, the suffering, the stress. I guess it's the stress that that animals go through as they're being killed, and and then some somehow that stress energy is still part of the meat and and consuming that meat. I, is that um, is that something that you've you've run across? I have not read anything to that extent, but. You know the the animals are not just tortured when they're being when their life is being ended it's their whole existence from beginning to end and then when we're eating something that's been harmed and tortured we're eating that bad energy and it's no wonder we're sick the animals were sick we're eating something that was ill of course it's going to make us ill it's got bacteria it's you know it's bad energy for sure People don't think about that. People don't know. A lot of people don't know. They don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. 
and what do you think that's about? Why do you think? And this is just such a big question. How is it that people don't want to hear it? I'd, I'd love to try and explore some of that because it's just it's it's mind-boggling how it is that we have such wonderful input for people who are suffering with their health and and people who are otherwise conscious and and concerned for life and concerned for the planet and but they don't want to hear it so what what do you think that's about so i have an interview coming up on the 15th and i'm not sure when i'm going to publish it but i have a brilliant psychotherapist and we're going to talk about those issues and you know some of this comes from human nature where we're not bred to like change and we do things where we gravitate toward things that are easy if it if it's hard then we resist so even just thinking about exercise we're not even thinking consciously about it so let's say we're doing something our body will automatically compensate to make it easier for us so i tell people when we're exercising i we want to make this harder for you. Your body's going to try to cheat and make it easier for you and not let you go down as low in your squat, or it may recruit other muscles. But I tell them, use that mind muscle connection to push that, that, <laughs> that part of you away and make it harder. And a lot of people have trouble with that. And that actually took me a lot of years to figure out. Once I was able to figure that out, I was finally able to get my back muscles to grow. <laughs> So, yeah, it's uh, it's trying to figure out understanding human nature so that we can help people move in the direction that's helpful to themselves and everyone else. And, and here's another thing that's really interesting. And then I'm going to have to ask that psychotherapist is so for instance, for me and my husband, we watched the movie The Game Changers. And right after watching that, we wanted to go vegan and we did, you know, and wow. uh, so I said, I've told other people, watch it, watch it. And some people watch it and they're like, yeah, other people watch it. And they say, oh, it's a good movie. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, didn't you make any changes? Uh. Or I tell people, oh, you got to watch, uh, read, read the book. It's fantastic. It's called The China Study. And some people read that and it's just, they get it. And no animal products, they understand 10% fat. And that's a huge problem, 10% protein, you can't eat too much protein. And there are other people that read it and they don't make changes. So what I want to figure out is why some people make those changes after learning the exact same information. Is it because they're not really concentrating or they have their own ideas when they're reading it and they're not really absorbing the information? Because the psychotherapist told me that if somebody has like a busy mind or, you know, like they're stressed and they're thinking, oh, I can't do this. Well, they can't absorb new information. They can't absorb facts. They can't absorb pretty much anything except the, their own voice in their head. Interesting. Wow. Well, we... We'd love for you to come back and share what you learned from the psychotherapist. And certainly uh, we'd love for you to, to post it in the community so everybody can watch your interview. That would be wonderful. 
I definitely will. Yeah, he goes into the psyche, which I find so befuddling, but so fascinating. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because there, there has to be answers somewhere, right? Because we have this, what seems to be an absolute truth. You know, I keep, keep telling the analogy that, you know, you drop a ball and it will always fall to the ground. That, that's an absolute truth. We, we eat healthier, we get healthier. So it's a similar absolute truth. And, and yet people don't want to hear it, don't want to listen to it. And that's, that's kind of our mission to, to find how it is that we can get through to, to people who would so greatly benefit by changing their lifestyle. I did a presentation on the, the negative effects of oils and I went to a senior community center and we had a bunch of seniors there. One person was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Other people were just like staring to space. Some people were like writing notes. It's, it's really, we had an interesting <laughs> group of people and one woman, she came in and she listened to me for five minutes and then she left. And I thought, uh-oh, you know, so later at the end of the presentation, she comes running, well, you know, with her walker <laughs> running toward me. And she asked me a couple questions. And then she said to me, I don't believe you. Ah. And I said, that's okay. I get it. This is information you haven't heard before. And then I think she cussed at me and walked away. <laughs> but people get very upset. And I don't know. Uh, I have some thoughts on that. One is uh, they are upset that they haven't learned this before. They're upset that they don't know this information. And they may be upset with their doctors or other people that should know who have been lying to them, withholding information or not educating themselves on this very topic. Amazing. So, so many questions. It would be so interesting to, to get some more understanding on what it is, uh, you know, if, if they, whether they don't believe it, whether they're upset, whether they just, yeah, to get a little deeper into the psyche, that, that would be so fascinating because that's what we're all trying to do is, is change, change the world, change people's health. It's just so tragic that that people are suffering, that animals are suffering, we're, we're ruining the planet. And, and it's just so tragic that we, it's so, so hard and so rare for us to get through to somebody. So, you know what, on that note, would you share maybe a success story where you did get through to somebody, something amazing where, you know, what, what is it that, that really works that's worked for you to- Yeah, to I mean, my husband people. tells me not to hound people, but I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> so I hounding have, is the secret. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pester everybody and he can tell me to shut up. And he's vegan, he's totally vegan, but um, I just, I can't shut up because I have felt the harmful effects. I've seen too many people die I've seen too many people get sick and have cancer. And I just feel like I have to share this information. And, and if I upset people, I'm sorry, I'm upsetting you, but it upset me too. When I found out that the, the meat products were actually making my insulin resistance worse 
and maybe why I'm a type one diabetic today that, that infuriates me. I was so, so angry at my doctors for withholding this information. And even, you know, if we go to the internet and we search, well, that's skewed too. So you're not gonna, it's, it's really, you have to really, really dig, dig, dig. I mean, you can go to page 10 on, you know, Google or Yahoo, whatever search engine, and you, you may not find it. They're not gonna rank that stuff up high. So it's really tough to find this information. So I share it with everybody. Um, and some people make small changes. Um, um, I have had, there was this one gentleman I worked with uh, and he, uh, he was really wanted to work with just his kid. His kid had uh, ADHD and he's an adult and he couldn't get a job. He had trouble concentrating little brain fog and they had to bring him home and just so he could live there and so they um, hired a dietitian and they were asking me for help and so I have this app from PCRM uh, Physicians for Responsible Medicine did I get the name right and Physicians for Committee, Committee for, responsible. for Responsible Medicine and everybody can actually download that for uh, look up PCRM it's wonderful it has all sorts of information. So you can look up what condition you have, a disease or you know, heart disease. And it will say to all this great information like uh, what causes it, what, what drugs, the side effects, and the, what food to eat and which foods to eliminate. So I sent the food portion to him and he forwarded it back to the nutritionist as well. So it basically said, get rid of the dairy, get rid of the animal products, get rid of the sugar. Gluten might be an issue too. You might want to take that out, add it back in after you know four months to see if there's a difference. So, and then after, and then he started getting really sick and his wife started getting sick. So they said, mm, let's do what Nina does. Let's try it. So they told me, the husband and the wife, I've never met them. This was phone calls over a period of two, two and a half, maybe three months. Just quick little phone calls about nutrition. And uh, he told me they're both vegan now. So hopefully they are. And I've spoken to many people. Um, so I have another business. And so I have people that call me from, from different areas and all over the United States. And so, of course, on my email, I have, you know, you can put your, what is that called? Your signature. So in my signature, I've got my name, my title, my picture of my book. And so I send emails all the time and they'll copy real estate agents and other people on my emails. So everybody gets a, a little thing of my book and I have a little quote there. I can't remember what it was. I change it every now, now and then. I have these strangers calling me and saying, Okay, I got your email. Tell me about your book. So I don't know how many people I've impacted, but I do get, you know, commissions from Amazon regarding people purchasing my book. And I get, you know, they send me, send me money. But so, yeah, I do get people telling me that I've helped them. And it's, it's really, that is the point. That makes me so happy. Um, and my mom, I've, I've changed her diet and she was very, um, she had high blood pressure. And what people don't realize, it's also about the high fat diet from 
from the dairy, the animal products. And, and it's also fats, you know, it's not just animal products that are problematic. It's eating too much fat, the oils are really bad. And even too many nuts is, is a problem too. And she was very, very resistant. And she, um, you know, she's a senior citizen, she's 80. She doesn't want to change her way. She loves her food. She likes to do things as she's done them. As we get older, we, this is how I've always done it. And, you know, so they don't want to make any changes. So she's like, oh, guess I'll have to listen to my daughter. And they don't, apparently parents don't want to listen to their children because they always think of their children as little kids. And I haven't been a little, little kid in a long time. I've stayed the height of one. <laughs> but yeah, I, so she finally listened to me. And so she, uh, she was in so much pain from her high blood pressure medication. People don't associate the pain due to their diet or the medications. A lot of people don't read those inserts. And I said, look at the side effects. People don't want to look at the side effects because they don't want to, they don't want to know. They don't want to hear any bad stuff. It's like, la, la, la. so anyways, she, um, she, I was training her and she was getting more and more muscle pain. And then she was working out less and less. And I said, did you look at the side effects? Well, one of the side effects is muscle pain from the high blood pressure medication. And I said, I'm not telling you get off your medication. I'm telling you try the diet. And then before you try it, I want you to contact your doctor. And I want to let you tell him you are trying a low fat plant-based diet. And this most likely will lower your blood pressure. And you want him to lower the blood pressure medication or accordingly, because you do not want to have your blood pressure too low and fall down. So she followed the diet. He was lowering that blood pressure medication. Now she's off it. And she said she loves the diet. And she says, I don't know why I was so resistant. She's like, well, yes, I do. I'm your mother. <laughs> she said, well, I know I'm stubborn. And so now she's recruited her boyfriend. And I, they've watched those two movies. And he's eating less. And he says, I'm an Italian. And I do things the way I do them. And I said, you can have pasta. I'm not telling you to stop your pasta. You can have your pizza. Just don't put cheese on it. You know, don't put sausage on it. So, so yeah, I have a, a couple, yeah, a couple definitely success stories and I'm trying to expand my reach. And uh, if I lose friends, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, I just gotta be me. And, you know, people don't like what I say or they don't like who I am. They don't have to be my friend, you know? I just got to do what makes me feel good. And if people want to call me a tofu lover, a tree hugger, you know, I welcome it. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> yeah. Well, excellent. It's, it's important to be who we are. And uh, I, uh, I trust that you don't push too hard. You offer the information and, and hope they take it and hope they get curious and, and, uh, you know, I love it. You've had your successes and, and that's, that speaks volumes. I mean, I probably do push too hard, but I know what's in my head and what's reality is probably completely different. In my head, I'm like, oh, in reality, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, 
I once I have recorded a video of I asked my husband, can you help me do this handstand? I'm afraid of falling out over backwards. And this is relevant. <laughs> and so I said, so I filmed it and I said, you just grab my leg and then that way I won't fall backwards. So he, he, and I said leg, I didn't say legs. Well, he grabbed both my legs and it shocked me and it scared me. And I got wobbly and, and then I was like, and in my head, I was like, don't do that. In reality, I was like, devil. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, it be, people should actually film themselves doing, saying things as if they would say it to someone else first, mm. just to hear their tone. And people may say things a certain way and it will come out completely different on the other side. Like for instance, let's say you type something in a text or an email. And if you accidentally hit all caps lock, people would think mm -hmm. you're yelling at them right. when maybe you just accidentally hit caps lock that's or you find right. it easier not to punctuate. Yeah, and people like, that's why the emojis are kind of nice, the little smiley face just to lighten it up. But yeah, things don't always come out as we intend, unfortunately. Yes, absolutely. That, that communications thing, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. People get offended so easily. And, and what it's, what it comes down to is people's own insecurity. And I don't care how confident someone says they are. Everybody has insecurities. Everyone will wonder, well, maybe, you know, do they like me or was that wrong? Or, you know, maybe I didn't do it good enough. And we're not, we're human. We're supposed to make mistakes. And, 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 you know, I got people sometimes didn't like me or the yelled at me because they thought, Oh, you're so perfect. It's like, not at all. I'm just trying to do what I think is right. And yeah. for someone to hate me for doing something that's not harmful, I find strange. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped drinking alcohol probably 10 years ago. Now, as a diabetic, I, I when I was diagnosed, I decided, you know, if when I drink, it's going to be small portions and just like at gatherings because you know as a diabetic we have the you know you're already taxing your kidneys and your your liver quite a bit and so I was cognizant about that but I went to my my friend had a bachelorette party and we each had a, a glass of champagne and it was tasty and uh, the next morning I couldn't get out of bed until 2 p.m wow and I couldn't I couldn't attend any of the festivities the following day and i i texted her and i said i'm sorry i i did not know that champagne would affect me like this and i haven't touched it since i will yeah. smell beer and wine and tell you it smells great but it's it's just not worth it to me sure yeah and yeah that's that's really probably a good point we we can all be a little more mindful of of the effects that different things have and that maybe we've numbed down not that you know your 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 example is is drastic and and extreme but there's the small there's the small impacts that that make a difference this the small impacts that, that make us even just tired and not alert enough or and just just those small fine tunings that some foods will will give have a positive effect and some that that will 
be detrimental to us, even in small ways. And, and so often those small ways really do add up and, and we get comfortable with it and we go on and, and, and do more and more of the things that don't serve us. So um, we need to be mindful of, of, of it and take care of ourselves. And I think in a way it's good that my body reacts so harshly because what it's saying is this food, this substance is bad because other people, they don't know what's causing them to be sick and they continue doing the things that they're doing. And so, and I tell people, you know, you may be fine now, well, what about next year? What about five years? Now I can't go back in time. And if I could, I would yell at myself and tell myself, no animal products, no alcohol, no sugar, no candy, you know, and this is what you're gonna eat because this is what's gonna happen in your future. Now, I already know Something's going to happen to these people in the future. I don't know what, I don't know if it's going to be cancer. I don't know if it's going to be autoimmune, but I've seen so many people get sick. I mean, now, I mean, look at Christina Applegate oh, and uh, Demi sure. Moore's ex-husband, Ashton, Ashton, Ashton Kusher, right? I, yeah. I'm so sorry. he has a, a, a neurological uh, condition now. And so all these are autoimmune. And then there was another gal who uh, there's just so many people that you hear about and they're famous people and they're thin. And some people think, oh, thin equals healthy. You can look fantastic and be incredibly sick. Mm-hmm. And so it's, yeah, you do this now for your future. And yeah. people don't think about that because all, because the mindset is now, 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 me, 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 and I want to do what I want to do because this makes me feel good in this moment. But you got to think about your future. That's why we go to school. That's why we educate ourselves. (laughs) So then in the future, we can have a degree and have a job and get the things that we want. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, beautiful. So do you have a, a dessert tip for us? I do. I have a blueberry uh, pancake dessert. Uh, so yeah, and so I will go ahead and share my screen. I have my oven already preheated for 350 degrees. And while that is warming up, I'm going to add two cups of old fashioned oats. Everything I buy is organic because I do not want pesticides. I am using a half a cup. So I'm going to use four half of a cups, which equals two cups. So I'm gonna work with all my dry ingredients first, and then I will add the wet ingredients. Next, I'm going to use baking powder, and mine is aluminum free, and I'm going to use one tablespoon. I'm using a teaspoon, and three teaspoons equals one tablespoon. So there we go. And then I'm going to use baking soda. And for this, I'm going to use one teaspoon. And I'm not using salt. So that's why I add a little bit more baking powder than most people are used to. So one teaspoon of baking soda. You want to level it off. And the last dry ingredient is cinnamon. And we are using 
one tablespoon of cinnamon. Plug this in and grind this into a flour. I've got my gluten-free flour. Now oats are naturally gluten-free. The only times they're not is if they're cross-contaminated with the other flours. So I've got the flour here and I'm just gonna put this into another bowl so that I could put it aside and add it to the wet ingredients. I have three very ripe bananas. I wanted medium. These are probably kind of large, but ideally medium and remove any strings. Probably doesn't matter since I'm blending it all together, but I always do. And then you want to break this up into little small pieces. The smaller the better because it will be easier for your food processor to break these up because you want it to be very, very creamy. And if there's dark spots, that just means that those sections are very ripe and they may not taste good if you just eat them plain, but if you blend them up, it'll be fine because those are actually very, very sweet. So keep those in. And then I've got one more banana to put in here. I'm going to use two tablespoons of lemon juice and I got this from my neighbor's yard. <laughs> Don't worry, I didn't steal it. We got permission. <laughs> oh, how pretty. I'm going to use an apple instead of sweetener. The bananas add sweetness, so does the cinnamon and the vanilla. And this combination will make it nice and sweet. Now normally, I do skin on apples. It has a lot of nutrition, but in this, I definitely want to peel it. I don't want anything too thick. I just want the sweetness from the apple. I don't like using juice because then you're removing the healthy fiber with all the benefits that fiber has. You want to keep as much fiber in your food as possible. So I am just peeling it. And heck, maybe I'll eat the peel separately. It's pretty tasty. If you add some cinnamon on it, rub the cinnamon into it, it's pretty good. So I'm going to, so I'm going to seed it, I'm going to core it, I'll show you how I do it. Add two teaspoons of vanilla extract. And I like this one because it is in glycerin, so it's pretty sweet. So that, that's, that's why this adds a little bit of sweetness. So I like a lot of vanilla flavor, so I'm going to put two teaspoons. But it's definitely not overpowering. Still has a little subtle vanilla flavor. I have one half cup of frozen pineapple. I'm just going to... Make these into little smaller pieces. I'm gonna blend this up. I'm gonna add the dry ingredients to the wet ingredients. You can mix this by hand, but I'd rather just 
make sure it's completely incorporated because this is going to do a better job than I will if I mix it by hand. So you can make these blueberry pancakes any size that you want. The half a cup will give you a pretty big pancake and my husband doesn't want mini pancakes so I'm going to do one third of a cup. I'm just going to scoop just like this. You can see this makes actually a decent sized pancake. So I'm going to make these much more, I'll, I'll make these look a little better. <laughs> I'll shape them after I put them all on this parchment lined paper baking sheet. And it's nice because you don't have to use any oil. It doesn't stick. And then I, I was putting the blueberries inside the pancakes, but then it turned this kind of unattractive gray color. So today I'm just going to put the blueberries inside. So it should still look very pretty. So I'm going to just do six of these and then I'll press the blueberries into each one. And then I'm also going to add some nuts. Nuts are optional. And if you want to make this really low fat, then just skip the nuts. It's good with the nuts and good without. So you can see here, I'm just making them flatter and you want to make it even so that it'll cook evenly. Actually, this is pretty big, this one third of a cup. So this is probably a good size. But if you want mini ones, I would say you can use a quarter cup. And I'm just pressing very gently in a circular motion, as you can see. Whoops, kind of. All right, I'm gonna grab the blueberries. And I've got the oven preheating. Okay, so this is nice because then you can put the blueberries in a pretty pattern. <laughs> and that way it's evenly distributed. I'm just going to smash them in a little bit. Maybe you can even make a little smiley face. <laughs> this one's saying, yeah, I think I'm going to make a smiley face on this one. that doesn't look like a smiley face but anyways you can play with it I think I'll put these ones around the outside yes I am playing with my food why not just pressing them a little bit more and oh yay it's all ready so I'm gonna put these ones in a little row want to make little shapes. I think that's my favorite, the way it looks the best. But I'm going to try two different types of nuts. I'm going to try these pecan pieces. Now I use oil-free, salt-free, and then I'm just going to sprinkle these on top. 
Maybe I should be a little bit more strategic. <laughs> Not too many, just a little bit of crunch. I think I do, I'll do half with pecans, and I'm going to do half with walnuts. I just thought, it's actually prettier without the, the nuts, huh? I just eat these without the nuts, but it does add an extra little texture to it. It is more crunchy. So I'm add a little bit more pecans on these ones. These are smaller pieces. I don't want them to fall off. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna gently press them inside the batter and it is very soft. These have been in the oven for 30 minutes at 350 degrees and I should have put the rack up higher so it'll cook better. But anyway, so I am attempting to flip these <laughs> and I tried to flip this one too early. And then I'm just gonna flip each one just to make sure outside we don't want anything gooey see that's almost done all right I'm gonna flip these all of them and then they should be done shortly so my husband likes these blueberry pancakes with a little bit of maple syrup on top I like them just as cookies, so I just take them out of the, the oven when it's cool and I just, I just munch on them. So let me know if you have any questions. I hope you make them and I hope to see you soon. All right, I'm back. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I was wondering as you were making them about, you know, how, how are they different from cookies? And then you said you like to eat them as cookies. They, I would I would be eating them as cookies too. They, yeah, yeah. They, but you know what's interesting now? The, the the baking soda and the baking powder. That's you know it's not salt, but it's got it's salt. It's you know it is a salt, so it adds sodium, which is unfortunate. So I don't know if you have a chef you can ask what we could do to replace that. You know if it'll still rise. So unfortunately, they are they're kind of high in salt, even though we're not adding salt to it. So either just limit how many you eat or yeah, yeah, find a way to replace it. Mm -hmm. Well, and actually uh, Dr. Camilla Pericello, she's, uh, she, she's done some talks with us and she is a PhD, uh, she's a PhD in, in food processing. So, and she, you can see some of her recordings on our YouTube channel, but she would be an excellent one to ask that because getting into how to substitute different different ingredients and what the effects of ingredients are. And uh, her, her work is fascinating and, and uh, her, her recordings are really worth watching, but she would be a great person to ask uh, what you might substitute there. Right. Yeah, I, now I, these are desserts, but I don't make them all the time. You know, I, 
I usually make these if there's a special occasion or, you know, if I'm trying to create, you know, when I was creating my desserts cookbook, I had to really be strategic and, and because I would get fat if I would eat all of them. <laughs> so I had to like pace out how many I'd make. And then, you know, when I, you know, if I'm eating something, I'm tasting it and I'll be like, yeah, and then you keep tasting and tasting and tasting. That's why chefs get heavy. So, uh, yeah, it, um, but yeah, so I consider that that those processed foods, even though people say it's not processed, anytime you're taking a blade to something, you're processing it. Yes, our, our teeth process it, but that's where it's supposed to start here. So, uh, and people who have autoimmune, they need to get better before they eat processed foods. And um, yeah, I'm planning on doing a, a class on, on autoimmune too. But yeah, the more close we are to nature, the healthier we're gonna be. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that sounds that sounds really excellent. And I hope that you share that your autoimmune class with, with our community. And okay, yeah, we'll uh, do. It's, I'm certain that there's lots of people who would benefit. And and again, our focus isn't so much about benefiting ourselves, uh, although we are the thrive and inspire community. So for us to thrive physically and emotionally is really important, but it's really also about helping us communicate with people we'd like to inspire, because we all know so many people who could really benefit from a different lifestyle, from a healthier lifestyle, from a lifestyle that's kinder to the environment than kinder to to the animals, to the other sentient beings that shared this planet with us. So that's beautiful. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, please, uh, please talk a little bit about how people can connect with you. And I know you're offering lots of training and, and physical and, and nutritional. And, and I know that you, you're doing some wonderful work. So how can people get a hold of you and connect with you and, and your book and, and everything else that you're doing. You're doing so very much. And thank you for all that. Thank you. Yeah, I try to look at health from a holistic perspective. So it's not just what we eat, it's exercise, it's being positive. Uh, yeah, so I, I have a YouTube channel and I named it Nina's Nutrition and exercise video. So it's exactly what it is. It's about health and nutrition and diet. And I've got all sorts of exercise videos and I've got a Christmas one coming. It's just a dance, a dance one. And then I'm working on my vegan cheer video. So <laughs> when it gets warmer, I'll do that outside. And I'm really hoping to take it all over and have people learn how to do it. So that'll be fun. And my book is called The High Five Diet. And um, high is, is H-I-G-H, five is like, you know, give me high five and diet, D-I-E-T. So what that is, it's about my story when I was younger and how I had severe, and I still do severe dairy allergies and what it was like growing up with these horrible allergies and how it affected my health. And, you know, I don't have good genes and, uh, but I've, I've overcome by learning and changing. And that book also has, you know, really interesting, funny stories 
but I also talk about nutrition in detail. And I've got pages upon pages of sources. It's not for me. It's not, you know, this is just my experience. Uh, yeah, tons of sources in the back. And then my favorite recipes, all the recipes are vegan. There's no animal products whatsoever. The majority of them are low fat. They are all plant-based. And, and uh, yeah, it's very entertaining. I'm quite the character. And so I'm <laughs> uh, so I've got, uh, uh, For people who really want the decadent desserts, I've got another cookbook. And that is dairy-free smoothies and desserts. Those are actually all, all vegan. And those are the, the really decadent ones where you, you miss the old foods that you love that were high in fat that when you were growing up. So those you can have on occasion. And then I have another book that I really want people to check out. It's a food diary. And what's really special about my diary is it has not just a point system, but points get taken away for eating foods that are dairy, animal products. So it's a pro-vegan <laughs> diary. I don't think there's anything like that out, out there. So the more you get to number five, the more you're going to increase your health. And that's why it's high five. To increase your health, you got to get to the five points. Um, and I have another uh, book, so I've got four uh, published so far, and that one is about exercise, and you take it to the gym or just take it to your home gym, and you just write down your workouts, how many reps you did, and then you can see your progress, because I've had people say, oh, I'm not getting stronger, I'm not, you know, doing better, and they've got the negative Nancy going on in their head, but what they, if they have this diary, then they can look, oh, wait, when I started, I was at five pounds, I'm at 15, I forgot about that. Oh, look, I started it, you know, 10 reps, I'm at 15 reps. So it really, it's kind of like, oh, wow, I'm, I am doing great and it's, it's motivational. So, and then I have another book that I started and I haven't finished it yet. And that's for type one diabetics. I was hoping to find a cure, <laughs> put it in there, but I should just publish that book. <laughs> but anyways, it helps type one diabetics, how to deal with insulin, where to inject it, and the emotional aspect of, of diabetes because we, we have to uh, test our blood sugars numerous times a day. And you know it doesn't feel good. And it's, it's emotional when your numbers are high or low. It's usually the ones that are high that makes you upset and makes people depressed. And they don't want to test their blood sugar. They don't want to hear the bad news based on whatever. And it may not even be based on diet. It may just be that you have inflammation in your body. Maybe you have a cold and your body's fighting it off. So when we have inflammation and we're diabetic, our blood sugars are higher and harder to control. It could be you're stressed. It, it could be a number of things. It could be just for some reason that that package had more carbohydrate or more ingredients than was in the past. We just don't know. And it's really hard to be um, perfect and that. And so it just talks about, it's basically just, just test your blood sugar and just, just do it. <laughs> yeah. And people are not doing the right things. And, uh, but anyway, so uh, let's see, I have a blog. It's called realdiethelp.com. It's R-E-A-L-D-I-E-T-H-E-L-P.com. So if you don't really do YouTube, 
um, I would hope you do, but it's awesome. But um, you can also follow my blog and I send out once a week a new post and it will be a recipe or a workout or some new health information. So it's, some of the information is the same and some of it is different. So if people could follow all my social media, then you're not missing anything because uh, there's some things I will post to YouTube, like these little short videos on the benefits of you know, whatever, uh, or the detrimental effects of caffeine or, you know, a certain like omelet powders, like amazing to incorporate into your diet. So yeah, if you guys can, can uh, follow me and all, you're not going to miss any of the good stuff. And then if you guys want to contact me, just you can go and write to me on my, my website, which is the high five diet.com. There's a contact area. And then also I have a uh, something that I'm offering people to is to analyze your diet and let you know what to omit and what to add and based on, and give me a three day a list. And then, you know, because the doctors don't know, they don't have time to spend an hour with you and I will spend an hour with you and I can pinpoint that's the problem that's causing your, your uh, gut dysbiosis. So I have a lot of um, things that I could offer people and yeah, contact me. Beautiful. Yes. Yes. And it's always so lovely to connect with you, Nina. And thank you so very, very much. So appreciate all your, all your information and all your wisdom. And uh, I think we're uh, at the end of our time here. So Great. Uh, if you have anything else to add, otherwise we'll log off. I would say just um, stay tuned for my vegan cheer video because it's going to be, you're going to want to learn it. You too. I'm going to send it to you. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> and, and until we get the cheer, we have the secret handshake, which is namaste vegan. Vegan. <laughs> All right. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks everybody for watching. Have, have a magnificent day. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, this is Peter Goldstein again, thanking you for joining us on this podcast. I really hope you've gotten some great insights, some information, some tools, some strategies in your mission to inspire hopeful curiosity from a plant-based lifestyle. So thank you again for joining us. Please check us out. We have a community at wedidit.health and we have a channel on YouTube, also wedidit.health. Please join us, subscribe, and I look forward to seeing you again. Thanks. Bye.